Hey, what is going on, everybody? It is your boy Big Biscuit here, and today is going to be the first episode of many uh, of this podcast. Welcome, and it's good to have you here. So, uh, basically, just want to get this uh, channel kickstarted and uh, just let you guys know that you guys are appreciated, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're here to get down to nitty gritty. So today's podcast, the first episode, is going to be about addiction and how to how to cope with it and how to kind of satiate yourself so that way you don't go down that rabbit hole and just end up getting in that cycle, you know, that constant motion of things of just, I'm going to start it, go through the process, and then go through it again and eventually just that self-destruction is just it's not it's not what we want so first off let me just go ahead and introduce myself um my name my first name is alex and i go by the alias of big biscuit and uh one thing that i've been addicted to for I would say a good majority of my life now has been just at least when I say sex, it's like in general and it would be not just like the feeling, but like the rush and like the adrenaline, not just the physical, but just the mental aspect of it as well. And, you know, it's, it's like really easy to, get addicted to that kind of thing especially now uh, we have things like you know internet pornography and not just like magazines how they used to have back then or just like pictures but we have everything from high definition video to webcams and like these models streaming and just all sorts of stuff but uh that kind of thing I want to say just originated from early everything a lot of things stem from childhood <clears throat> and um for me it's it's like you know I would wake up watch Saturday morning cartoons and you I wouldn't think anything of it but watching like an episode of Sailor Moon you know something about I have a thing for, you know, girls in high skirts now with long socks or like stockings or leggings or, you know, something just seems like very revealing, but not revealing at the same time. It just seems very seductive. And I'm just like, hey, <laughs> all right, um, let's uh, get right into it. Right. Um, but it's it's something like that where when I think about it, I'm like, okay, what are the possible causes, you know? And, and I think that's where we where we should start, right? It's just what are the possible causes of my addiction? What am I doing to help or not help myself with the addiction? Uh, what effects it's having on myself? Like my body, my conscience, <laughs> if I, you know, I have a conscience anymore, 
uh, sort of thing. And um, how is it affecting everyone else around me and not just myself? Because a lot of times, like, you know, with, like we have loved ones or at least people who are in our lives who actually give a damn about how we are and how we're doing. So um, I just want to start off by saying, like, like one, you know, I I have an addiction to. You could say I have an addiction to pornography or just like things sexual in nature. And it's just like like things as far as like owning like an ahigao, uh, you know, net gator or or something of the sort. And it's just these certain type of lewd objects that i have and i'm just like okay well it's easy to get me going by just looking at it i'm like okay great um <laughs> i mean having a libido like a sex drive is perfectly normal and it's fine like it's that that part's fine like i'm not saying that you shouldn't uh you know go out in the world and find someone that you love and procreate and all this other stuff it's perfectly natural but i would say the act of sex or just doing the act is like constant to the point where you can't truly focus on a lot of other things except for that and it hinders your ability to function properly as a functional member of society you know it's it's just one of those things where it's like damn i i wish i wasn't so consumed or enveloped in this type of feeling so for me it might have been something like you know some anime women looking really mighty fine as a kid and you know as a kid you know, you grow up watching cartoons or like whatever the morning show is, and you're just like, "Holy shit! Like, this is dope, dude. This is awesome." Um, but for me, it's like you know, a combination of like that and like late night tsunami, uh, Yuasha, You know, like I would turn on Cartoon Network and then. You know, just all these late night shows and then all of a sudden like girls gone wild commercials come on and I'm just like <gasps> you know, as a <laughs> as a young young kid, as a young boy, I'm just like boobies, 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 boobies and, <laughs> and it's just like you know it's a lot. It's a lot of stimulus for any one kid to just like process you know like as a kid you, you don't think about any repercussions you just you're in the moment you see something you enjoy it right or you don't enjoy it and you just go out your way to go do whatever else but okay so those might have been one of the uh things and, and of course like in psychology there's things like you know like an oedipus complex where you know it's it's a complex where the individual has 
could be conscious or subconscious, like a thing, like a sexual attraction to their mother, right? Uh, like that saying, like, oh, you know, all women, uh, you know, marry, marry guys who are like their dads. And that would be the opposite, which would be an electric complex. But for guys like myself, that would be an Oedipus complex where, you know, you would have a sexual attraction towards your mother. So I'm not saying that I have a sexual attraction to my mom. I'm saying what I'm saying is that that's what it, you know, could be for some people. So yeah, that, <laughs> that would be completely horrid and disgusting. Um, that will never happen in a million years. Um, but those of you who do, you know, to each their own. And we're here to, you know, not shame one another, but we're here to uh, self-explore, explore one another. Uh, if, you know, there is permission, of course. And, you know, just basically get to know possibly get a deeper understanding and if you already have a deep understanding um at least a better a better outlet and a better way of going about your your daily routine and in managing your addiction or tendencies uh that might lead to it so like there is this guy that was that i just saw walking the other day I was, I was on my way to the store to grab some groceries and um it was right off the freeway and i'm pretty sure a lot of people across america and not just california where i currently reside is like there is this homeless guy or he he looked homeless but he's definitely a drug user right he had a he had a crack pipe sticking out of his mouth broad daylight walking in front of my car throughout all traffic he he clearly he didn't care you know he was digging his backpack getting something you know and i just saw him put whatever it is from his backpack as he was walking away up towards his mouth and you know he started using again and i'm just like you know hand on my forehead i'm just like holy shit like is it really that bad where you absolutely do not care about what happens and you know it it's just in the moment like i was completely astonished and just baffled but at the same time i understand like i understand the need to fill that void that feeling that rush that pleasure the you know the the need to just feel just feel just feel that right and um, for some of us, like addiction could be just feeling or it could be, you know, to fill a void or it could be to have a sense of euphoria. And 
I would think that's why a lot of people do take drugs is, um, well, especially now with everything that's fucked up going on in the world, you know, um, a lot of people go down that route not knowing how it's going to affect them or the next person. But as long as they get that hit, you know, they can just block out everything from the world and just, you know, be be on autopilot. And that thought of like, you know, why why should I even have to go through anything if I could just have a good time? all the time right like what why do you why should i give a fuck about anybody and um pardon my french like i know i've cussed quite a few times now but it's just like that's just one of those things where i think a lot of us uh, a lot of us fall into that category where it's like you know it doesn't have to be drugs, but whatever your addiction is, whether it's sexual or drug, uh, like paraphernalia related, or whether it's like video games or to eating food or buying clothes, whatever your niche, like that addiction is, a lot of us fall into that. And it's so easy as a capitalist society or economy economy <laughs> economy uh economy here in america it's like why 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 should i do anything when everything is just boom so easily accessible right in front of me so but yeah going back to that guy um there is another homeless person uh, that I saw in the parking lot. Now, it's I'm not saying that, you know, I looked down upon him, but we should definitely go out of our way if we can in a safe manner to help them, you know? Like, they're... Like, I was just talking about this with uh, one of my friends, uh, like, my friend's mom the other day. It's just, like, that could be us at any given moment. So, this guy that I saw at the store, I, you know, I just gave him, like, some water. And, you know, if I had extra food, I would have given it to him. But, you know, it was traffic. Light was about to turn green. And I just had... A spare ball of water and I just gave it to him and he's like <laughs> the first thing that he says to me is oh yeah I got six bottles already and he just pauses he looks straight at me and I'm just like my my my, my first thought is like you ungrateful motherfucker but um you know i i just i hold my tongue and you know he ends up saying after that is uh what he ends up saying after that is you know thank you um you know i hope you have a blessed day it's kind of hot out and i just reply like you know 
if I had extra cash, I would I would give it to you, but I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, but I hope you enjoy the water, you know. So, it's just one of those things. Like, you, you don't expect a homeless person to be, like, to, to come across, like, you know, I'm an ungrateful piece of, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that was kind of an interesting experience, but... My 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 point is is that an addiction can land you in a place where you are homeless, and after all those tangents, um, what I mean to say is, we we've gotten to a place as a society in general, uh, not anyone in particular. I'm just saying in general, where. A lot of the focus is to consume, to buy, buy this, buy that, buy this. Oh, you don't have a new pair of shoes. Oh, you don't have, you know, uh, like this food item. Just, hey, for a low price of six nine nine, yeah, you could get whatever you want. Um, but there is not a lot of focus on self-awareness and self-control and what i mean by that is a lot of the time that i prevent myself from doing anything crazy like anything addictive would be that self-control now there are different techniques that you could do to develop uh self-control here and um for me personally what i what i do um is you know like i i know that there's like addictions to phones and like technology and all this other stuff but for me it's also used as a like a coping mechanism where uh if i start getting you know into a mood you know for me it's i have a pretty high libido but it's just like you know i'll go ahead and you know just go off by myself and you know do what i need to do do the do by myself and then that's it you know like uh or you know i'm thankfully i'm in a healthy relationship right now um, and of course, like if she's willing, you know, we will go ahead and do that. You know, we'll go ahead and make love when we want to, however long we want. And, you know, we'll go on about our day after or cuddle. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but before, you know, like when you're not in a relationship it is that much harder. Like when you don't have someone to help. Uh, either motivate you or remind you or just steer you in the right direction it's really difficult um so what i would do is you know like i mentioned before just go and do what i need to by myself now in society it is very very easy to to have something like you know a dating app or 
yeah yeah Let, let's go ahead and talk about that the dating app like uh there's tinder okay cupid bumble you name it like those websites like granted those are dating websites but you know at first like tinder didn't have like premium or plus it was you know uh just you download the app and i think at the time like when i had it like there was gold you know you, you had like unlimited features like unlimited swipes your super li like when i was on like you didn't even have super like and i forget if it was like gold was at the same time as super like or if it was before but the, the point is is that i would do things by myself so i wouldn't go on apps like that purely for the reason of doing the nasty with other people but you know eventually i i caved and i was just like you know what i'm tired of doing it by myself i want somebody even if it's not a healthy relationship as long as i get to get my fix and go do whatever i want you know who who cares if you know i sleep with a random person or whatever and you know myself growing up i believed in chivalry and you know hey you know you, when you find the one save yourself for the one go ahead and you know just do whatever you can to to preserve your you know your 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 sacred you know virginity or or whatever it is that you call it and when i had gotten heartbroken i held out about a year to two years and my my libido being that high it just kept compounding and eventually i gave in and i succumbed to dating apps so yeah anyways fast forward to like 2000 2013 like summer of 2013 i was a very different guy back then um downloaded tinder downloaded okay cupid uh, a couple of other things uh you know that were around at the time and my my focus when i was back in the country you know aside from you know catch up with family and friends or whatever was to go on these apps purely to satiate my addiction my my thirst my uh quote down bad right now right now in this very moment i'm gonna download an app and get what i need that was my thought and you know for a while for a while it worked i did everything from you know message people that i haven't caught up with like since you know high school days i was like hey you know hey how are you doing but the ulterior motive was 
let me sleep with you, you know? Um, but obviously I, I didn't say that right off the bat. It's just like, Hey, you know, just catching up, whatever. But you know, my, my addiction justified my, my thinking of, you know, that justification of, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, you're, you're not hurting nobody. It's completely consensual. But at the same time though, like being, having been that person with the ideology of like, you know, Hey, gotta try to be chivalrous and like, you know, do the right thing and treat, treat women, you know, with the utmost dignity and respect and all that, like that com inner conflict, I eventually succumbed to what I consider to be dark Alex, right? Um, not, not talking about my skin color or anything political like that. Um, but it's, it's more like metaphorical. So, uh, but yeah, that summer I, you know, got on the app and it seemed like forever, you know, that anybody, anybody would, you know, hit me back. And it's like, Hey, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Like I'm down to Netflix and chill at the time. It was Netflix and chill, not being down bad or whatever. Um, but it, it was maybe like three, three months. No, it was like half a year, half a year. I, I had time to myself like on and off with the app. And then eventually boom, summertime hit. Uh, I had slept with like three different women over the course of that summer before getting with who is now my ex but at the time you know uh she would be a love interest and i met her through like a mutual high school friend slash uh you know junior college friend uh but at the time you know like when i was talking to those three girls like i i didn't care uh you know granted like i i wish them all the best now i i hope that they're doing a lot better um and that they're definitely in a lot better place than than before but at the time like I, I i really didn't care you know like oh how are you feeling oh that's just you know a uh <laughs> like a like a standard question to ask just to get in your pants or whatever and i was becoming the stereotypical you know douchebag guy that's like hey you know guys only want one thing and it's disgusting and no it's not a 19 dollar fortnite card who wants it no it <laughs> um it's it's it was becoming and had become one of those things where i would just you know Hey, you hit me up at like 2 a.m.? Sure. And uh, the the moment... The moment that it became... A thing where I didn't want to do it anymore was... After that summer, I had met 
my potential love interest and I had stopped talking to those females or whatever and I was like okay cool you know um if I'm a slut you know at least I'll be a slut with the person I'm in a relationship with and you know everything I want to do hey I'll go do it with them and was it perfectly healthy of a relationship no uh were there good parts? Yes, there were good parts, but um, there came a point where my drive, my libido, it definitely took a part in like taking that relationship in a direction in that way where it was at one point it, it no longer became you know like oh because i love you it's because you know i need my fix like where like okay are you are you done now are you are you done talking are you done doing what you need to do okay let's go to the room and you know it didn't become healthy um so part of what what i was saying before about like different techniques to help curve or satiate your your addiction is to find something that is a little more healthy that you enjoy and that focus a little bit more and more on that and uh an example would be like one i am a really big foodie i i love going to new restaurants and trying new things and it doesn't matter what ethnicity the food is from it could be like i tried anything from like ethiopian food to japanese food and no i'm not talking about like uh american sushi with all the sriracha mayo and like all this but like traditional uh like nigiri you know uh like ramen and if you didn't know they're multiple types of curries there is a japanese curry there's an indian curry and there's a thai curry a thai curry is a little bit more uh savory and has spices indian curry that is really spicy uh and has a lot of spices and then there's japanese curry that has some spices but it tends to be a little bit more on the sweet side so um something that i would do whenever i would get in the mood would be hey you know what uh let me pull up my phone and go check the nearest rush the mexican restaurant the nearest mexican restaurant that you know might be like a city or two away and go drive there and just try you know let let me try their tacos let me try their quesadillas let me try their chili reino or, or like whatever it is, something different. Or, hey, let me let me go to a side place and try their drunken noodles or their, their pad thai. Or, hey, let me try the curry. You know, so, something to just curve whatever it was I was going through. And, you know, for, for a while it did work. Um being in that relationship at the time there were a lot of things emotionally that were draining and that were heavy and just weighed me down um 
even though I like tried voicing to that person like, hey, you know, like everything's fine, you know, it when, when things weren't completely fine. But with that, all I have to say is like, if you are in a relationship and you're trying to work on your addiction or if you're not in a relationship, but something like it, like a partnership or whatever, you have your partner in crime support from those around you or that one person can mean the difference between going down that path or choosing something else that is healthier maybe not all the time but a good majority of the time so for me you know she was also a foodie and you know we we're living in the barrier at the time and uh or at least she was and i would always come over but i did end up living in the barrier at the time and we'd always try you know new places and whatnot and you know granted you know the times that we did get back to the house and you know we we're feeling in a loving mood you know hey you know by all means go for it two consenting adults boom perfect but fast forward from then to now or to after the relationship uh like when we had broken up like i'm i'm going a little too fast but let's go ahead and slow the roll there um as soon as the relationship ended you know granted i wasn't with that person and that person wasn't in my life anymore and what i ended up doing was I went back to my old habits and I feel like that's something that a lot of us tend to do when we hit a low point in our lives we we go back to those old habits or at least I did and what I could tell with some people around me is you know I downloaded those dating apps again I invited you know countless females you know over and i went over to their place etc etc and the more i keep doing that even though a part of my core is like hey you know i want something genuine i want someone authentic i want an actual relationship that is not just physical uh you know don't use me but you know grow with me have a foundation have you know doesn't have to be completely same values but at least values that complement each other uh complement each other very well in a point where we could thrive you know the more that i kept on having those one night stands or those flings you know the less and less I started to become of myself. And there became a point where, you know, when you look in the mirror and after you go down that rabbit hole enough times, you look at yourself and you don't recognize quite who you are. Now, for me, like I said, one of the techniques was, you know, I, I love food, go, you know, uh, I would go to other restaurants. For you, it might be something different. 
uh, maybe like photography or, you know, like uh, going down to the lake and just capturing moments of, you know, people's days where, I mean, of course, with their permission, like, you know, like, like couples, like when they talk to each other, when they have that longing look in their eyes, like they, they can't be without one another or like some wildlife that would, you know, just exist and just be. Now, when I say wildlife, I don't mean the local, you know, hooker on the street or <laughs> nothing. But um, what, what I'm saying, what am I saying? I feel like I'm kind of rambling right now. Uh, the point is, whatever your... <laughs> your alternative healthy habit is go for it and of course like what we were talking about before is keep in mind that self-control that mindfulness that awareness and um if you can't do something as simple well at least what uh, some of us consider it as simple. Uh, you know, go ahead and take it down a notch. There's no shame in that. Everything works in steps. Everything takes time. So something that you could do if you are someone that is really in with a like sensory uh, type of ass like not aspects, but, um, like, okay, for example, like, if every time I get the feeling like, oh, hey, I want to go shopping because I'm addicted to shopping, every time that I'm addicted to shopping, I'll go ahead and, you know, just put my finger and my thumb on my chin and just start kind of stroking my, my chin, just kind of rubbing it you know just every time that i think about it i'll go ahead and do this and this will be uh a signal to my brain of you know hey let's go do something else like you, you're in the moment your addiction is starting to take control you can take physical action by doing something as simple as you know, stroking your chin or something simple as like, you know, just placing your hand on your shoulder and just a firm, you know, a firm press or even your chest, you know, because that's where your heart is. And you just give yourself that mental reminder where it's like, okay, let me associate that reminder with something positive in doing something different. Now, will you do this 100% of the time? No, because we're not perfect. We're not, you know, <laughs> built like that. We're not built different, like, all the time. Um, and, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. And I'm not saying, hey, you know, let's just dive into our addiction. Like... 
just go do your best do what you can yeah we're gonna fall into a rut we're yes playing devil's advocate we, we are gonna eventually do the id or whatever our mind deems to be that addiction if if we don't take certain precautions and if we aren't mindful enough and we just let our desires just run rampant right um now okay this is something that when i was in school that we're talking about it was the difference between you know uh nature versus nurture and if like are you pretty like i'm pretty sure you heard about it but those of you who have not heard about it um basically it's it's basically things that are genetic and inherited that play a factor into who you are versus like your environment like environmental factors of when you grow up the interactions like the positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement what uh you know your your parents or guardians or even like people around you did with you or to you or the lack of that interaction with them and you how that shapes you into who you are so um something as simple as that like let's say you know that firm press on your shoulder or your chest or touching your chin like if that's triggering for you hey you know do something that's not physical do something that is auditory you know every single time that you see that dress or you see like hey i i have to eat this particular sweet at this particular time because you know it's like that's my thing every single time that you get that like you could instead of touching yourself you could say a word you know it i know it's used more of in a bedroom setting where you say your safe word but you can create a safe word for yourself where it could be like you know excelsior or exodus or you could say um omega or what whatever that thing is is going to be a signal to you and like how when people say you speak it into existence you could speak your resistance to your urges into existence now We've gone to a little bit of what it is for me, my addictions, and now let me go ahead and talk about. Uh, I I kind of say like I'm gonna segue from like that nature versus nurture with other people and just talk about you know things that other people are dealing with. So right now, um, in this current pandemic, like a lot of people are experiencing homelessness like there are a lot of shanty towns and it's it's really me my personal feelings on the matter is it's disgusting uh in a way 
that like i i don't fault them a lot of them for you know being that way some of them choose that lifestyle hey go for it but a lot of them were just put there because of hardship right you get sick with uh c19 and you know you can't go to work for a while and you can't pay your bills and you lose your job and you, everything just snowballs and you know hey i i don't fault you for that when i say it's disgusting is i it's disgusting how everywhere like leading from the local government all the way to federal they aren't doing enough to help our society and i want there to be such a big change and that's one thing if i hit the lotto tomorrow or today or whenever it is i would use a good portion of that to create an organization a nonprofit, um and that's dedicated to you know there's going to be one part of it dedicated to getting back the documents that are needed for getting a job like you know your birth certificate your social security card or maybe even a passport if you have you know a few of those items that are required to get a passport or whatever it is to help get your identity and get your self back on your feet and being a productive member of society or even if you don't want to be a productive member of society just to just be known and just be able to go throughout the world whether it be in the same country that you reside in or to another country to just be able to do that and that will be definitely another podcast for another time um but I, I, I digress. I digress. So th the point is, is what other people deal with. Um, a lot of them end up being homeless. And when you're in that, that phase of life, it's really easy to take drugs or, you know, to, to commit crime like theft or uh assault or whatever and i know i'm going on a tangent here but with getting an addiction like being in those situations where you you have access to those kind of things it's rough and it's easy to just go ahead and get that fixed to kind of numb yourself from the current situation that you're in. And, you know, it, I completely understand. I completely understand it. Like that the system is designed in a way to where you, if you are already somewhat successful or somewhat, uh, in, in the system and you're able to live off the system or contribute to it and or uh, a combination of those things or whatever it is and keep yourself afloat you know it's easy to also get kicked out of that and that's 
a lot of stress and a lot of people fall into like a depression and we all know how depression can get uh for those of you who do not know uh how depression can get is you know it, it can immobilize like paralyze a person from doing anything it will at first affect your mental health where you know it, you you become lethargic you won't want to do anything i like you lose your sense of smell your taste like all those senses become less and you become more retracted and being homeless imagine if you imagine going through that and let's say you have high functioning depression or a high functioning anxiety and or those like those two in combination um that it's really difficult to be able to just exist and to be right so i i cannot possibly like i cannot say that i've ever been homeless the most i've ever been is i've come to points in my life where i was in a few points possibly about to be homeless and be, because either like either be financial or the living situation you know the people i was running with uh, they just went ahead, like, up and left that very same month. Like, literally a day's notice. Like, hey, you know, uh, we're, we're going to be uh, moving out tomorrow. What? Excuse me? <laughs> um, so, I, I can't possibly imagine what it'd be like. But what I do know is that if you are in that type of a, of a spot... Um, one, first, like, make sure that you're safe, get to a safe area. Two, after you're safe, try to go to, like, a local library, or if you still have your phone, or, a, like, any means of getting information, whether it be you go to, you know, your local city hall, or whatnot, or, or, you or borrow someone's phone like there was a homeless person or i would say a homeless people you know a few times during my life like you know it, it's not like back to back like hey let me use your phone but it's just they, they catch me in the moment uh you know like whether i'm getting off work or whatever and they're like hey you know can i borrow your phone and obviously at first impression you're like thinking like oh you know like i, I don't know this guy or girl you know, I, I don't know who you are. How do I know that you're not just going to run off with my phone? But sometimes you got to assess the situation, look at their hands, look at their face, and then make a judgment call. Um, obviously, you know, do it in a way where you feel safe. If you don't feel safe, by all means, you know, you're not obligated to, but... I went ahead and gave them my phone to make, you know, some phone calls or whatever. At least, you know, that that's my my way of like leaving an imprint on the world where it's like, okay, they're able to at least get to the next step where they need to go.
And that's my point is like, if you do find yourself in that spot after you make sure that you're safe, if you can't possibly find the resources to get you in a better spot where you can provide for yourself, where it, it might be under the table type type of work, right? Like uh, if you're doing construction or if you're working the fields or if you are just doing something that isn't, you know, registered with any one company in, in a way where you're like have to be in the system. If you have to be under the radar, hey, if it's a safe means of going about making some money to get yourself on your feet, go for it. But if you cannot do that at all, reach out. Um, there are social workers out there, and you could look up, you know, your your your, lo your local, uh, your local em uh, like employment agency and go ahead and ask for information to you know like hey like how, how do i get my documents or hey how do i go about you know finding some jobs out there and like i i, I know it's been joked about before where you know <clears throat> like some americans will say like oh you know hey you know, all these immigrants are taking our jobs. Well, yeah. Hello. Uh, America is founded on immigrants. Like, <laughs> um, well, actually, let, let me correct myself. It was taken by the Native Americans, by uh, entrepreneurs and, like, other explorers and invaders, and then after that happened which is completely disgusting by the way uh anyways all the people immigrating from other countries here help make america what it is today now is america great no <laughs> uh it is far from great there are great things about it but as a whole there is a lot that needs to be worked on um but I digress. The The point is, is do what you can to get that bag, to secure that bag, to make sure that you are okay. You know, uh, like, like I know that everybody has a bias. I have a bias. When you, you look at a homeless person and you think, oh, you know, he has nice looking clothes. Oh, he doesn't need money. Um, for me, my dilemma, <clears throat> my personal dilemma, and I'm not saying that every person who's homeless is a drug user, but I grew up being told and ingrained in my brain is, hey, don't give money to that homeless person. And I asked why. And they said, hey, the point that they're trying to make is uh, what if they're using it for drugs? And I thought to myself, I, I was like, you know, I second guess myself. I was like, dang, you know, you're right. Like there are some people who use drugs, but 
at the same time though like hey you know money can buy you it could mean mean <laughs> bean it could mean the difference of having new pants or new shoes or like a lantern or even a tent you know like a lot of these shanty towns like a lot of them have tents which i'm glad at least there is a way for the them to be sheltered from the rain and not saying that's like 100 percent foolproof to being protected from the elements and like everything as such but um that's something that i'm currently dealing with uh so like currently whenever i see a homeless person i'll go and give them uh a meal and water and you know i'm just like okay this is my part that i'm doing and like i don't know them and instead of like completely giving you know 100 percent trust that they will do the right thing with money like some of them i see with alcohol and drugs and you know it's it's partially or maybe even fully not their fault for being in the position that they are and to have them being succumbed to their addictions like i i'm just gonna say this again like i cannot stress enough that i want to see local government and all the way up to federal government put regulations and laws into place where you know we can help them there is a place and, and i know there there has been a, a very large initiative starting with san francisco and like a few other cities in california to help homeless people and that's great like don't get me wrong that is amazing but um you know i i, I want to see more and eventually hopefully i could be a part of that um either as a partner or whatnot when i had means to but as far as curving your addiction goes sorry i th that is like one topic i'm like really passionate about and you know what i, I should not even apologize for being passionate about that but the, the point of the matter is if you cannot find a way to completely deal with your addiction on your own find someone that is close to you or at least somewhat close to you in your life and seek help um there are professional channels out there like you could talk with therapists you could talk with you know your, your physician your doctor or if you're not comfortable with that hey you don't have to talk with your family talk with your friends if you don't have that either um there are channels um like like there's a national number um and there is a national it's like you could call the national suicide hotline if it gets that bad um but there is a national uh, drug and alcohol 
or a national drug and other drug hotline. So you can call. It's it's a twenty four hour uh, recovery. Um, it's a number that has live agents, and no matter what your struggle is or what you're struggling with regards to drug and alcohol, you can call one eight six six seven nine seven four two six eight. Once again, that is one eight six six seven nine seven four two six eight. Now it's called nine zero two one zero recovery. Um, I'm pretty sure 90210 is the Hollywood uh, area code or at least somewhere in Southern California. Um, you could call uh, SAMHSA's National Helpline. That is 1-800-662-HELP. That is 1-800-662-HELP. Now, it, this helpline is also free and completely confidential, uh, 24-7, 365 days a year. And if you don't have any means of getting a phone right now, currently, you know, uh, there are programs out there who do help uh, those. And I'm pretty sure it was also passed uh, years ago, like with like Obamacare. You know, even, even if you are struggling and you don't have the best income, you can still afford a phone. I've seen quite a few homeless people who do have phones. How they get the money, you know, is completely up to them. Uh, but it is possible. And I only mention these hotlines because, like, one, I'm not sponsored, but... I do want to see people get help in any way that I can help. Uh, I know this is a really unconventional way of going about it, but hey, if if this can reach at least one person, then I did something great. Like I I can rest easier at night uh, knowing that I helped somebody. So um, those are alternatives. If you do not have family and friends, or medical insurance or any combination or you can do all combination of all those like like me personally like things that i've dealt with like i'll talk about in other podcasts like me dealing with like depression and like all that other stuff that'll be a separate podcast but for me like it it takes everything with like com community help and this is the note that i want to leave uh this podcast on so community help in psychology terms is where you have everyone that's in your life that's important to you uh at least take key persons or a key person in your life and they help you in any way that you possibly can whether it be uh, like by talking, you know, when, when you need to about certain things and just get off your chest or, hey, you know, I need something more than just talking like, hey, can you help me get like some medication or can you help me get some like dietary supplements or just something to help you 
with whatever you're struggling with. Uh, all the way from that to, hey, let's also go uh, seek help from a professional, whether it be a medical professional, uh, like be whether it be a physician, and then they'll eventually refer you to a uh, clinician, like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, who is also a physician in their own right. Because uh, they do prescribe uh, medications. And all the way to, if, if that doesn't work, if you absolutely feel like you're completely alone or like you're struggling and you can't talk to anybody else in the moment, go ahead and call those national hotlines that I had previously mentioned in this podcast. And I cannot stress this enough. There is someone always there. There is someone always willing to help. There is always a good person in the world, whether you believe it or not. Now, will it always be right then, right there in the moment that you can get help? Not always 100%, but most of the time, there is somebody with a good heart and good conscience. And they're willing to help so anyways uh I, I i hope that this podcast leaves you somewhat better than it did before you uh came here i know it's we we touched on a lot of deep topics like subtopics uh for it being the first podcast or whatever but i wanted to to hit on topics that were very near and dear to me and things that I have been just sitting on thinking about and I'm just very curious to know if anybody else feels the same way that I do when it comes to like hey these are my struggles this is what I'm trying to do to uh, curve and just steer them uh, steer myself in a better direction than it was yesterday and what like what are you guys you know doing about it what are you guys like what steps are you guys taking to make sure that you guys are in a safe place uh if you are still feeding into your addictions or like what steps are you guys doing to at least make yourself somewhat in a better position to where you can keep going and at least if not be a productive member of society but at least just be and exist in a way that you can look yourself in the mirror and just be okay with it so uh all right i'm gonna go ahead and sign off um you guys matter cannot stress that enough you guys matter and no matter where you are in the world um you have my support whoever you are and yeah that is it from your boy big biscuit um i'll be doing a podcast uploading like at least once a week um talking about certain things that are very near and dear to me or 
uh you know there is a part of me that likes to troll so talking about some weird stuff talking about gaming stuff but um yeah that is it for me and you guys be well and be safe and do something kind for somebody in the world today even if it's yourself all right good night or good morning whatever it is okay i'm awkward goodbye okay, <laughs>